Hey guys, and welcome back to the sixth episode of the second season of my podcast. This is the fourth episode of Venus and Huff Talk College Football. If you haven't seen the first three after this one, you can go back and listen. doesn't matter which order you listen in to them. Anyways, this is a special one. We're going over all of the, for our first college football predictions, we're going over all of the bowls up until next Wednesday. So all the bowls from now until next Wednesday. The other ones will be included in the next episode since they will be more prevalent at that time. So how are you doing today, Huff? I'm doing good. I'm doing very good. Yeah. <laughs> so we did a little bit better than usual last week in our college football predictions. Slightly. So I went, yeah, now into, I went, I went eight and four and I think you also went eight and four. So now I'm on the season nine and 15 and you are 20 and 14. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> so with that being said, let's get right into our bowl predictions. For the New Orleans Bowl, it's Louisiana Tech versus Georgia Southern. I like Georgia Southern in this one. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm watching the game as of right now, actually. Yeah, I got it on my TV. It's like I have, have everything, like, set on mute, so that's why you don't, like, hear it going on in the background. But, like, I'm watching the game right now. Like, Georgia Southern's up by seven. They just scored. Um... I didn't think really too hard about this one. Like, like currently they have a 72% chance on winning this game. So I'm taking Georgia Southern with this one. Yeah, I did realize that it was today, but I thought we could get in before. I didn't realize what time it started. Yeah. All right. Now we got the Montgomery Bowl. Memphis, Memphis versus FAU. I mean, FAU is a pretty solid group of five team, but I think Memphis is on a whole other level. Memphis, yeah. I'm taking Memphis. Memphis, yeah. I have to agree with you on this one there. Like, since, like, ever since, like, Mike Norvell left for Florida State, I thought, like, they were going to, like, decline a little bit. But looking at, like, them, like, now, overall, it's they look, they're pretty good, I ought to say. Like, like looking at, like, the, like, Florida Atlantic, in their standpoint, I should say, like, ever since they lost Lane Kiflin, I thought these two teams would be on the decline. But, like, overall, they held up pretty well. But Memphis is on a whole nother level with Brady White and everything with that. So I'm taking Memphis with this one. Favorite to win by eight and a half, and they have a 65% chance of winning this game. All right. And for the New Mexico Bowl, we got Hawaii versus Houston. You know, Houston having sort of a down year for them, but I'm still taking them over Hawaii. Yeah, Houston has a really high percentage to win this game. They they have a 10 and a half, like, they're favored to be 10 and a half. My bad. But they have an 82% chance on winning this game. It's looking like it could be Houston's game. But, like, overall, all I have to say, I'm taking Houston with this one. Yep. So we've agreed so far on the first three. Now we have the, I don't know, but I'm not really sure how you pronounce this, the Camellia Bowl. Camellia Bowl, Marshall, yeah. yeah. Marshall versus Buffalo. Buffalo and Marshall, I believe, are both coming off conference championship yeah. losses. No, wait. I think Marshall oh, bounced. No, actually, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think Marshall bounces back here and beats Buffalo. Yeah. Um. Oh, you picking Marshall? Oh, I might have to. I might have to disagree on you with this one. Four and a half goes to Buffalo, and they have a fifty-five percent chance on winning this game. I like what I see from Jared Patterson a lot. I'm taking. Plus, he's also playing in that game. I'm taking Buffalo with this one. All right. First disagreement. 
Next, we got the first responder bowl. I think this is a pretty easy pick. We got number 19, Louisiana, versus UTSA. I'm taking Louisiana. <laughs> okay, so we got the first responder bowl. Um, we got, like, Louisiana in, in San Antonio up in here. We got, like, looking at this now, the point spread, like, looking at this now, 13 and a half goes to Louisiana. It should be Louisiana's game with this one. They have an 80% chance to win this game. I'm taking Louisiana, I'd say. All right. Now for the Lending Tree Bowl, Western Kentucky versus Georgia State. I'm taking Western Kentucky. I don't really know a whole lot about either of these teams, but I do know that Western Kentucky is historically better than Georgia State, so that's why I'm taking them. Ooh. I might have to disagree on this one as well, too. Like, I'm looking at this now. They have a 57% chance on winning this game. Georgia State is favored to win by three and a half. I don't know these two teams as well as well I should be. But, like, overall, like, looking at, like, the stats and everything now, like, statistically from what I see from, like, from both teams, like, I'm looking at this. I feel like Georgia State is the better over all teams. So I'm taking Georgia State. All right. Another disagreement. Yeah. Now for the mortgage cure bowl, number 12, Coastal Carolina versus Liberty. This game was actually supposed to be instead of the Coastal Carolina BYU game. So now we're finally getting to see this. Yeah, pretty um, I was really, I'm very pleased with how Coastal Carolina ended out the year. So I'm taking Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina is going to go undefeated. I have to say, they're, they're favored to win by a touchdown. They have a 71% chance on winning this game. I'm taking Coastal without a doubt. I love this Coastal Carolina team. All right. Next up, we got the Cheese It Bowl. Mm. Number 21, Oklahoma State versus Miami. You know, both are kind of on the decline after having good starts to the season. You know, Miami's defense is very good, and their offense is pretty solid as well whereas Oklahoma State's offense is just very good. And, you know, what they say, defense wins championships, so I'm taking Miami. Okay, so who? Ooh. I'm, I'm got to think about this one, like, right now. Like, is Trevor Huber playing or no in this game? I'm not no, sure. No, I think he opted out, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. So, and I'm also trying to think if Tylon Wallace is out, too, or – did he opt out too? I'm trying to think. Um, I'm not. I'm not too sure about that. But like, assuming if like everyone like from Miami is healthy, assuming like I'm looking at it now, like this could be like the like. I could disagree here, but I might just go with you. However, like, like Oklahoma State's favored by two right now. They have a 55% chance on winning this game. I like, preferably, I like Miami more, ought to say, but I'm taking Miami with this one. All right. Now we got the Alamo Bowl, number 20, Texas versus Colorado. You know, Texas, sort of a lackluster season, kind of lackluster end to Sam Ellinger's career at Texas. I mean, I guess he could come back, but I don't really see the point in that. You know, I think they'll – I think 
they'll go out on a good note, beat Colorado. Yeah, I agree with you here. I feel like, in a way, they're going to manhandle them. 80% chance to win this game. Favorite to win by 9.5. I'm taking Texas. I love I like the Longhorns and what I see. I love what I see from Bijan Robinson, even though he didn't put out much statistically. I feel like as like the years like moving forward, I feel like he will be be great. I have to say. All right. Next up, we got the Duke's Mayo Bowl, Wake Forest versus Wisconsin. Again, Wisconsin, you know, kind of like Penn State and all those other teams like Michigan that were ranked high in the, in the early top 25 and now have kind of faded into irrelevancy. You know, they get a redemption here at Wake Forest. See if they can, you know, end their season on a good note. And I think they do. I think they beat Wake Forest. I think Wake Forest is good, don't get me wrong. But Wisconsin is just on a whole nother level. Can we just talk about the name of this bowl? The Mayo Bowl? The Mayo. It's like, I mean, I get it. Yeah, it's sponsored. But, like, but like, some of these, like, bowl games have really weird names to them. Like, the other day, like, I went through, like, looking at, like, some of the weirdest, like, bowl game names ever exist. One of them is the Salad Bowl. I find, found to be very interesting. Yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah. And believe it or not, that I think that was also sponsored, too. So, yeah. Salad Bowl. I mean, but anyways, I'm getting a little too off track here. Wisconsin has a 72% chance of winning this game. They're favored to win by a touchdown. Again, like, as you said this really well about Wisconsin, so I'm taking Wisconsin without a doubt. All right. And then our second-to-last bowl game, the Music City Bowl, number 15, Iowa versus Missouri. Now, excuse me, Iowa has, you know, played pretty good this whole season. Missouri was in the top twenty-five, I believe. Yeah, they at one were. Point. They were. Now they have they have fallen out. You know, I think Iowa wins, but I think people, a lot of people are would expect that this game would be a blowout. I don't know if I see that. I think oh, it would be no, close, no, but no. Iowa wins. I'm looking at the spread now. Fourteen and a half goes to Iowa, and they have a seventy-eight percent chance on winning this game. Iowa will manhandle a very mediocre Missouri team. All I have to say. We'll see. All right, and the last one, the Cotton Bowl, I believe. This will this will be the first of the New Year's Six Bowls played? Yeah, 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 yeah. We got number seven, Florida, versus number six, Oklahoma. Yeah. You know, Florida, disappointing end to their season. They get upset by LSU. They lose the SEC championship. I mean, it's expected that they lose the SEC championship to Alabama. Versus number six, Oklahoma, who kind of did the opposite. You know, they had a disappointing yeah. start to their season. Now they've turned it around. Top 10 team playing in New Year's Six Bowl. I don't know. After the start that they had, I don't know if anyone would expect them to be here. But with that being said, I'm taking the Gators. Ooh, I'm looking at this now. Like, favorite by three goes to Florida. But, but OU has a 57% chance on winning this game. Like I love, I like the fact, I or I should say, I liked how like OU came back from this season. They had a really nice bounce back, I have to say. But like, I mean, it it might be disappointing for Florida. I I have to say, but like, looking at it now, like, ooh, I gotta think about this one. But like, 
Yeah, I was about to pick Oklahoma with this one, but then I realized they have Kyle Trask and, and Kyle Pitts. And so, yeah, Florida. All right. So just to recap, the only two that we disagreed on, you disagreed on Marshall versus Buffalo. I took Marshall. You took yeah. Buffalo. And we disagreed on Western Kentucky and Georgia State. I took Western Kentucky. You took Georgia State. Yeah. All right, time to get into some NFL predictions. Mm, all right. On the season, you have you are beating me by two oh, games. Wow. You are thirty three and twelve. Wow. I am thirty one and fourteen. Oh wow! All right. So, okay, go on. Go ahead. I don't believe there's a Christmas e- there's Eve a Christmas game, like day. Thursday night game. Yes, there's a Christmas Day game. Vikings versus Saints. You know. Battle two really good running backs in my fantasy championship. The person that I'm playing has Dalvin Cook, and I have Alvin Kamara. So I'm hard pulling for the Saints in this one. And I'm, I'm picking the Saints to win. I think overall they're a much better team than Minnesota. Yeah, like I'm thinking about like a little bit of this game now. Like 73% chance that Nola's going to win this game, and they're going to win by a touchdown. I see like for this game alone, I see, I see Nola like taking this one. So, yeah, I'm taking Nola. All right. Next, we got the Buccaneers versus the Lions. You know, the Lions have done okay since they fired their coach. You know, nothing really too special. And obviously, the Buccaneers have Tom Brady. You know, very hard to pick against Tom Brady against a mediocre team. So I'm picking the Buccaneers. I mean, I'm thinking about this like a little bit now. Like, nine and a half goes to the Bucs, 78% chance on winning this game for them. I'm think I'm thinking about this now. Like, they have like some players for like Detroit. I'm talking about. They have players that well are not bad, not bad at all. It's just they were like poorly coached, and you know, it's like yeah. But like yeah. I'm thinking about like that. Like I feel like if if Detroit does everything correctly this offseason, they could be they could be all right. All I have to say, like in eight and eight, nine and seven, you know. Maybe ten and six if they're lucky. Yeah. But like I'm taking Tampa with this one. Yeah, all I'd say. Yeah, I agree. Major coaching change is yes. needed yes. in Detroit. And I think they can be pretty good. You know, I, I don't know if they'll they might go into rebuild mode, honestly. You know, the team that they have right now isn't anything special. They're not really a Super Bowl contender. I think they get rid of Matt Stafford. Maybe probably. Not that he's Maybe. the problem. No, no, no. In Detroit. Definitely he, not. Matt Stafford's but, one of the most durable QBs in this league. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying he's the problem. I'm just saying, yeah. you know, I don't know if he's really the guy that they need moving forward yeah. rather than yeah. developing a young quarterback. Up next, we got a division game between the Cardinals and 49ers. Major playoff implications. I believe the 49ers no, need the to 49ers win. No, the 49ers are just, out of it. They're out of it. Are they 100% out? I think so. I think so, from what I've, like, seen. Maybe they are. I thought they still had a very small chance to make it. I'm at... Um, Wait. Yeah, but anyway, I'm taking the Cardinals. Not that not that it matters. This will totally eliminate them from the playoffs if they, are, if they aren't already. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this game now. This is the only game this week to be featured on, like, Prime Video, which I don't have because... 
Well, I do have it, but I don't use it. But like, but like, I'm trying to think of it this way. Like, I'm looking at all oh, the Niners are out. So yeah, Cards have to win this one. This is a must win for the Cards. So like, thinking about this now, like Cards, they have to win this one. They have to win this one, and it's looking like they're gonna win this one. Because they're favored by five and a half. They have a 59% chance on winning this game. I'm taking Arizona. I I like what they saw. I saw from them last week against the Eagles. So I'm taking the cards. All right. Next up. Now, this game I am 100% sure has yes. playoff implications. Dolphins versus the Raiders. The Raiders need to keep winning if they want to make the playoffs. But I think the Dolphins win. I'm pretty sure that would end the Raiders' playoff hopes. Yeah, I would have to think of it that way. But, like, I'm trying to, like, think about this now. Like, they're 7-7 seven and seven currently, and Miami Miami has a pretty good chance on, like, taking, like, a wildcard spot. But I'm thinking about, like, this in more of a perspective. I like what I see from Tua, all I have to say. Like, now – I'm thinking about the Raiders, like, as a standpoint whole. I don't think John Gruden's the problem. I don't think he is at all. No, I agree. I don't think he's the problem. Yeah, but I'm seeing this now, like, Miami's favored to win by three, but Vegas does have a chance at take – has a 56% chance on winning this game. But – all I have to say, I mean, they are fairly decent, but I'm going to go with Miami. I just hope us all say after a really terrible lackluster season last year. All right, I'm pretty sure those were the Saturday slate games. Yeah. So now we're moving on into Sunday. Colts versus Steelers. Steelers on a terrible, terrible downward spiral. You know, their offense can't really move the ball. Their defense is doing everything they can to try to keep them in games. But, you know, this week, I mean, the Colts' offense is obviously, I think, a little bit better statistically than the Steelers. But, I mean, it's overall pretty similar, you know, good defenses versus pretty lackluster offenses. I'm picking the Steelers because I'm a Steelers fan and I'm not picking against my own team unless it's very obvious that they're going to lose. But I can totally see the Colts winning. Yeah, I could definitely see the Colts winning here. A 61% chance for the Steelers to win this game. Major playoff implications for for both teams, I should say. Because I think if if Pittsburgh loses, if if I remember correctly, they have they have the Colts and I think they have the Browns next week. And so hope yep. I really want to see this happen, like in some way, shape, or form. But like I want to see the Browns take the division. I really, really wanted them to take the division. But I'm thinking about, like, oh, okay. So I'm looking at the Colts schedule. They got the Jags next week. So, yeah, I might. Yeah, I'm, I want, I'm going with my Cleveland, my whole Cleveland idea thing. But, like, I mean, they could tie for the division, I should say. But, like. I'm taking this mm, – man, I got to think about this. Uh, I'm going to take a chance with the Colts. They're pretty good this season. All right, first disagreement. Next, we got one that should be 
pretty straightforward. Chiefs versus Falcons, taking the Chiefs. Chiefs and Falcons. I mean, this is pretty straightforward as well. I have to say, ten and a half goes to Kansas City, and I think they have a seventy-nine percent chance on winning this game. All I have to say, Mahomes is MVP. He just is. I agree. And taking the Chiefs with this one, no question there, no question. All right. Next, we got the Cleveland Browns versus the one and thirteen. New York Jets. They finally got a win last week. Do I think they build on that momentum? Absolutely not. I think they lose to the Browns. All, all I to say, New York, you just screwed up. You screwed up entirely. Not saying, like, you're not going to get Trevor Lawrence or anything. No, no, no. It's just... No. They might not. Yeah, no. They have the second but pick. like, thinking about it now, like, they just screwed up. I have to say, with that one win. But but I'm looking at this game now. 72% chance goes to Cleveland. Nine and a half is favored by Cleveland. Cleveland's looking pretty good so far. I'm taking Cleveland. All right. Now we got the Giants versus the Ravens. The Giants are one game behind Washington. But if they win and Washington loses, the Giants jump back into first place. I don't think that's going to happen in this game. I think the Ravens will win as much as I want them as a Steelers fan to lose. Do think the Ravens, Ravens are going to win. Ravens are going to win either way. 80% chance to win this game. They're favored by 11. Then, like, I'm trying to think, like, if, like, I'm pretty sure. No, no, no. I don't see Lamar Jackson on there. But, like, I'm thinking about it now. I'm taking Baltimore with this one without a question. All right. Next up, we got Bengals versus Texans. The Bengals coming off a big win against Pittsburgh. And then we got Texans taking the Bengals. No. No. There is no way. (laughs) Looking at this now, like – Texans are favored to win by eight, and they have a 63% chance on winning this game. I mean, like, I feel in a way Houston's, like, slowly improving, but, like, but, but again, the Bengals, like, got really lucky with their win against Pittsburgh last week. So, yeah, I'm taking Houston with this one because there's no juju dancing on the logos. All right, next we got. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking, oh, the, taking Texans. the Texans. Yeah, I'm right, taking correct. Texans. All right, next up we got Broncos versus Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers. I think they're a slightly better team. You know, yeah, Chargers. We'll see, we'll see what happens though. Yeah, Pretty Chargers even matchup. Have are favored to win by three. They have a 54 percent chance on winning this game. I'm thinking about like this, like a little bit. I might as well take the Chargers with this one. They got nothing to lose at this point. Like, both these teams are out of the playoffs completely. None of these teams, they have nothing to lose. So, I'm taking the Chargers with this one. All right. Panthers versus Washington football team. Panthers on a decline, you know, maybe looking to take a quarterback in the next draft. 
versus the great Washington football defense. So I'm actually going to take Washington. I heard a lot about Washington this week. Odd to say. Like, I heard about the whole, like, the whole Dwayne Haskins in, like, the club, like, whole thing. There are some allegations that came out against Dan Snyder about, like, sexual misconduct or whatever. But, like, that's besides the point. Like, I'm not going to get into, like, Washington's whole drama. I, we're, we're not a drama channel, I'll have to say. We're, we're, yep. We don't go, like, to that route, I'll have to say. But, like, looking at this now, two and a half is going to Washington. They have a 53% chance on winning this game. Washington does have a shot at making the playoffs. But, like, Carolina is out completely. And now I'm thinking about this. This is – this might go to Washington, I'm pretty sure. So, I'm taking Washington with this one. All right. Next, we got another rivalry game. Maybe some consider one of the best rivalry games in all of the NFL, Eagles versus Cowboys. You know, I think Jalen Hurts gives the Eagles the spark they need, and I think they beat the yeah. Cowboys. All I have to say here, like – Dallas has a 50, 52% chance. I'm sorry. They get they got a 52% chance, but two and a half is favored to go to Philly. And I'm thinking about like this now. Jalen Hurts has done really well. Really well. And I took him in fantasy this week because like um like literally my entire team is stacked. Because I got Aaron Jones, I got Tyler Lockett, which I don't think he's performed that well. But that's that's besides the point. Jalen Hurts has done really well for me. I feel like he will do really well this game. He's projected to have 22 points in fantasy this week, one of the highest like this week for a QB. So I'm taking I'm taking the Eagles with this one. They have their playoff hopes alive. Hopefully they'll destroy Dallas within this one. I have to say. All right, next we got Rams versus Seahawks. Obviously the Rams are just coming off a loss to the Jets, but I do think they might have overlooked the Jets, and we're looking on the Seahawks because this was going to be a very important divisional game. So I'm picking this the Rams, very, and they bounce back. This is super important for the NFC West, I'll have to say. This is both a 50-50. This is both, like, both teams have a 50% chance on winning this game. This is literally a coin flip for all for the NFC West, I'll have to say. But, like, looking at the spread now, Favored by one goes to Seattle. And I'm looking at these two teams, their schedules right now. Like, I'm getting them pulled up real quick. I'm thinking about, like, the future in the standpoint. So, if Seattle wins, they play the Niners next week. So, they'll probably go, like, 12-4. and If the Rams win this week, they'll play the Cards. They'll probably win the against the cards, but like overall, this might be a coin flip for the entire division. I have to say it depends on like who who's the better team overall. But like I like what like what Seattle's doing. I'm taking Seattle in this one. All right. Next up, we got Titans versus Packers. I think the Packers win. Titans have been struggling a little bit. You know, they haven't really beat any good competition. Yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking the, the Packers. I'm taking the Packers this one, too. 62% goes to them. Three and a half by, like, four for Green Bay. I like what Green Bay's doing 
I like Rodgers. I like Aaron Jones. I like Devontae Adams a lot. I'm taking I'm taking the Green Bay's offense with this one. I'll have to say. Then lastly, we got Bills versus Patriots. Not really much of a surprise. I'm taking, taking the, the Bills. Bills. This one here, and all I have to say now, the 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 Pats dynasty is over. It is. I'm looking at it. Like, this could be like a one-year thing, but this is just insane because Bill Belichick did everything to be a playoff contender. He did everything in his will to make it that way. But I'm thinking about this now. New England has nothing to lose. They have nothing to lose at this point. But, like, Wow, it's just 20 years being a coach is crazy. I'm thinking about this now. Wow. It's yeah. just if, – if there's, like, a team that you don't like, you have to respect, like, what they, like, did for their organization, you know? With, like, as, like yeah. – as, like, an Eagles fan, I hate the Cowboys more than anything. But I respect what Jerry Jones, like, did in the 90s by, like – Doing a whole like Herschel Walker deal, which is was huge for them. Now we're gonna play a game called Who's Better. I'm gonna give you two NFL players or potential NFL players, and you're gonna tell me who's better. All right. First up, Jalen Hurts versus Carson Wentz. I saw their overalls in Madden this week, or like their ratings, I should say. Carson Wentz is a 72. Jalen Hurts is a 70. I don't understand that. Right now, Jalen Hurts is the better player. And I feel like if you were to ask me the question, like, should they trade Carson Wentz? I would say at this point, like right now, yeah, I feel like it. Because if you think about it, the Eagles have a long history with, like, really successful black QBs. Like Randall Cunningham, they had Mike Vick, Michael Vick at one point. Overall, pretty two pretty good, like, Black QBs, and I feel like Jalen Hurts could be the third. So, yeah, Jalen Hurts is far more better than Wentz right now. But if we were talking about, like, them at their prime right now, Jalen Hurts is not even in his prime yet. However, yeah. I feel like Wentz peaked in about 2017 before, like, he tore his ECL up. So, yeah, all I have to say, yeah, Hurts, without a doubt. All right. Dalvin Cook versus Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is he is one of the biggest, one of the biggest running backs in the league. I remember I watched high school like highlights of him, like just because he was a monster back in high school. No, no wonder he went to Bama. I have to say, <laughs> yeah, um, Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is a cheat code this season. Like, he has done everything correctly up to this point. Both of them are on the same level. They've both made the Pro Bowl this year, I'm pretty sure. But if you think about it this way, like, halfback dive is probably the – is probably Derrick Henry's most favorite, like, play to run in Madden, I'd say. Um I mean, both of these two guys are very good. Um, 
I mean, last year, I probably would have said Derrick Henry. But, like, now, thinking about it, I feel... I feel more, like, towards leaning to Dalvin Cook, but I I still like Derrick Henry more. So, for that, I might, I might just take Dalvin Cook. Okay, Dalvin Cook. This is a heated debate. Two wide receivers from the same draft class. DK versus Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin was a third, right? Believe so. Okay. I'm thinking about this now. So, Ohio State... And Ole Miss, like when I remember when when like DK Metcalf was down in Ole Miss with with AJ Brown, right? And I remember yeah. Shea was like on like that team, like still. I saw like a couple of crazy highlights of him just like throwing the ball to both the receivers, and that that was just fun to watch. Like DK Metcalf, he is fun to watch. Hard to say. Um, so Terry McLaurin, he's mostly known for, like, his speed. And you need speed in this league, as I would put it. But, like, Terry McLaurin, I feel like he's one of the more, like, harder to guard up. But, like, DK Metcalf is just insane. He's both fast. He's both physical. And overall, DK Metcalf looks stronger than he is. So, yeah. Overall, I'm taking DK Metcalf. All right. Now we have a Pro Bowl snub versus a Pro Bowler. Robert Tunyon versus Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram? Wait. I'm trying to think. Um, Wait. Melvin Ingram? Robert Tunyon versus Evan Ingram. Tunyon? Evan Ingram? Yeah. Lyman? Tight end for the Packers, tight end for the Giants. Tight end for the Packers, tight end for the Giants. <sighs> I mean, with tight ends, like, how, like, I am not sure with, like, this. Like, I'm not sure about this one. Like, like we can just skip it if you want. I mean, just... I could skip it. I don't know, like, anything about, like, these two guys. So, yeah. All right. Ryan Tannehill versus Justin Herbert. Tannehill is mostly known for play action, to put it to words. But, like, Justin Herbert, he has a very bright future. A very bright, odd to say. But, like, I'm thinking about, like, this in a standpoint now. Like, if we were talking about who's, like, both, like, okay, so wait, I'm trying. Yeah, Herbert hasn't even peaked yet. I feel that Ryan Tannehill is at its peak. Is at its peak, I'd say. But, like, I was not expecting Ryan Tannehill to go off for the Titans. I'll, I'll have to just say that. But, like, if we were talking about who is a better player now, I would take Tannehill easily. All right. Now we got the battle between the Watt brothers. TJ Watt versus JJ Watt. Mm. I'm trying to think about this one. So, I don't. Th- I feel like in a way, JJ Watt he he kind of peaked a little bit, or like like when he won like Defensive Player of the Year like twice or once. I'm trying to think, but like he might have won twice. Yeah, like I feel like 
like, as the years go by, like, I feel like he's more so, like, starting to decline a little bit. Meanwhile, T.J. Watt is, hasn't even peaked yet. Has not at all. Like, once he gets that extension, and if he continues to play, like, well as he is, I feel like T.J. Watt could be better than J.J. Watt. But if we are talking about now, J.J. Watt is so better. I will have to disagree. I think right in, like, Bias. in this season. Bias. In this season. I mean, this season, like, curtain. Oh, T.J. Watt is better. T.J. Watt statistically is better, but, like. You mean historically, J.J. Watt right now is better than T.J. Watt. Is that what you're saying? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Th- I would 100% agree with that. Before the season, I think it was pretty consensus that J.J. Watt is better than T.J. Watt. Yeah. Maybe last season was put into a little bit of question. Yeah. Yeah. But. Historically, J.J. Watt is so much better. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. All right, this isn't like a Jets, kind of a Jets debate right right now. Sam Darnold versus Justin Fields. I'm thinking about this. I mean, assuming they don't get the, the first from the first overall pick, I'm trying to, oh, man. I mean, Darnold just by... Just by looking at him, just watching his film, overall, like, the Jets failed him. They failed, in a way. But, I mean, uh, Justin Fields, like, I feel in a way, he's all right. He's all right. Like, in college, like, I feel like he was third in the Heisman last year. I'm not sure, like, where he's, like, even ranked in the Heisman this year given with, like, everything and, like, the circumstances. But, like, I'm thinking about this. I'm trying to – I mean, like, better player right now, I would say – oh, wait. uh, I mean, I feel in a way it is, like, in my mind or, like, how I view things – I feel it is so wrong to compare, like, like a college player who is balling out right now to, like, it's like Alabama versus, like, the worst team in the NFL, you know? Yeah. It's, like, in a way that it just doesn't make sense, you know? And it's, like, yeah. it, for me, it's just so wrong. But, like, but it feels so right just, like, seeing, like, both these guys play. I'm. I might take Justin Fields with this one. Right. Right, right now. Last one. Yeah. Right yeah, now. yeah. Obviously. Uh, and then last one, the Bosa brothers, Nick Bosa or Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa, right now. Like, like Nick Bosa hasn't even peaked yet. Joey Bosa, he is going to peak, either bit or either next season or the season after. Uh, to say, Joy Bosa, like, both those guys are really good this season. And if, like, Nick Bosa didn't get injured, I would say probably Nick Bosa would have been better, but Joy Bosa is better. Plus, plus, I have a lot of respect for Joy Bosa. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. We got three quick discussions here. If you are the Jets general manager in this year's draft, who are you taking with the number two pick? Personally, I would take 
I think I would take Panay Sewell. I, I don't know if Justin Fields is better than Sam Darnold. I, like, I just don't know. Yeah, you don't know with this one as well, but I'm surprised with this, like, one. Like, I know, like, the Jets tried to, like, trade, like, Darnold away for a first. In my mind, he's worth more of, like, like, in a hypothetical, like, trade scenario, he's worth, like, a third and a fourth and send Darnold over and get a third. And send a fifth as well. That's how like I view things because like I feel like it's uncertain at this point now. Like looking at it, it's just like I mean, if you want to take Justin like Fields, that's a safer option. But but taking like a guy like like I know like for a fact the Jets tried to like re- like re- fix their like entire O line by taking like Mackay Becton. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. it's like, in a way, like, like if do make sure you do everything correctly to build an O line. Just sign some guys that are just like that have like experience, like not Pro Bowl level, I should say, but fairly decent, I should say, along and pair like along like your like first round like O lineman with like the fairly decent veteran, you know. Because that feels yeah. like it makes like a good combo for it, but like looking at like the the Jets now, like for me in a general manager standpoint, if I had a very terrible team, if I recently took like a lineman in like last year's draft, and I'm considering it, I I mean, it's like I would wait and see what like what offers I would try and get out of it, but like, but like Fields. As I said earlier, is a safer option, but like taking Panay Sewell is like sort of like a risk. But if like the Jets, if they were to fire everyone, if they were to do everything correctly, if they played free agency right and did everything, I would take Sewell. But for the time being, I'm taking the more like safer option, I should say, of taking Fields. So yeah. And, All right, I think and trade Darnold, I should say. All right, this is, I think, a pretty easy question. Who is winning the national championship? Alabama. I don't think there's a team that can compete with Alabama and might be underestimating Trevor Lawrence, but this Alabama team has, like, seven first-round picks in 2021 alone on their yeah, roster. Yeah, I have to say, I'm just going to say this out. A&M got snubbed. A&M got snubbed. Notre Dame should have not been in the college football playoff. But, like, I can't decide that at the end of the day. It's just more of a committee type thing than anything. I can't decide on that. But, like, I'm thinking about, like, it this way. Like, Bama, yes, clearly they have a shot. The Ohio State and, like, in Clemson, like, overall, that's going to be a really good, like, rematch game to watch. I have to say that. I'm probably going to watch that game. I have to say. But, like, but I'm thinking about it, like, this way, like, I feel like Bama will just whip up on Notre Dame easily, just like the, just like from the 2012 or 2013 national championship. I'm trying to think about this one, but like, all I know, Bama is beating Notre Dame. All I have to say for that, like, I'm not sure. Like, I, dang, I gotta take a look at the point spreads. I gotta take a look at the point spreads, man. 
for like a better like for a better estimate, I should say. But like, yep. Oh uh, man, I mean, both those two teams are pretty good. I should say. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at this one now. This is both a 50-50 type game, but Clemson's favored to win by seven and a half. So, assuming if Clemson wins, I feel like Bama will just blow them out. They got literally pretty much every single person on Bama's team is a Heisman contender. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so I'm taking Bama. Yeah, I would take Bama to win it all. So, yeah. All right. Last but not least, does Marcus Mariota deserve a starting quarterback job? You know, I don't want to take one game with, like, I want to take it with a grain of salt. You know, he's he played pretty good. He kind of looks like he did in, like, I believe 2016 when he had a pretty good year for the Titans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do think a team like maybe the Steelers or the Colts, maybe the Patriots, you know, should take it take a chance on them you know they're content they like they want to be contenders they're not really in rebuild mode they're like in more of a win now mode i think they should give him a chance yeah, you know what like, i mean i feel like this was a pretty like good option for him to like be like a backup you know and like it gives like mario to something to prove you know and i remember like yeah in, when he was in college he was just amazing to watch he was so fun to watch i'd say but like and yeah that's why i kind of like Oregon as my, my Pac-12 team, I'll have to say, because of Mariota. But, like, I'm thinking about, like, this, like, now, assuming, like, if, like, he plays fairly decently, he could end up somewhere. Yeah, I could definitely see him ending up somewhere. But, like, I feel like if they, like, like, I don't feel like Derek Carr is, like, one of the best QBs in the league. He's, like, mid, you know? But, like, yeah. I'm trying to think, but, like, if you want, like, if you want Mariota to start for you, then I wouldn't mind, like, starting Mariota for a bit. Because I feel like, like, he had, like, a pretty up and down, like, season with, like, at, like, Tennessee, you know. It was just up and down. Like, nobody knew, like, what he would be like. But, like, but, like, looking at it now, like, statistically, he put up really good numbers. Like, 200 passing yards. One touchdown, one interception, about like a sixty percent, like around a sixty percent, like completion rate, and eighty-eight rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. That that's that's amazing for a dual threat QB. That is amazing. That is amazing. It's just wow. I mean, but like, I'm getting a little too off track here. I mean, if you give Mariota some time, a little more, then yeah, he'd be pretty good. I mean, I would. Take Mariota if like if no Mariota's starting, I think this week I'm pretty sure. All right, so, yeah. And that's it. Thank you guys again for tuning into another podcast. Reminder: they drop every Friday at two thirty. Okay.